Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Halo, halo, everybody. Welcome back to another fun Sacred Saturday here at the Sacred Icon Podcast. Are you guys ready to have a sacred time? That's a lot of sacreds. We are back with a little winter contingency plan going on because we're here to talk about the winter update. People who just want to listen and tune in, Brian, to Halo exclusive episodes are going to be happy about this. I'm like, yay! Like, finally. Uh, <laughs> See, you, you spoiled it, Josh, because I was going to be like, today we're going to talk about our favorite Spartan, Kratos. I mean, Master Chief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Jovial Joshua Hargis. Joining me, as always, is my buddy, my pal, my friend, the guy who removes the no soliciting sign from his door and just instead puts up the no side quest sign on the door. It's Brian Arvett. <laughs> and joining us again, long overdue, happy to have him back, is our buddy Corey, a.k.a. Blaster. Welcome back to the Oh, oh, Thank what's... you all for having me back. It's good to be yeah, back. Yeah, we're glad to have you, Corey. You know what's weird is, like, every... I, I always talk about I don't do side quests and stuff, and then... And then Joe in the Discord was like, uh, so you didn't do Halo Infinite? And I'm like, I've actually done all of Halo Infinite's side stuff like three times. And the funny thing is, like, a lot of, I feel like a lot of people uh, criticize Halo Infinite for having boring or plain side content, but that's what appeals to me, I guess. Just being able to go shoot more aliens in, in bases is more fun to me than long drawn out, you know, help me get my hat back from my turtle friend <laughs> or whatever the. <laughs> Random side yeah, quests are. I like to argue against the 30 seconds of fun mentality, right? Everyone agrees that this is what makes Halo great is this 30 seconds of fun. But then when they give you more and more instances to do that 30 yeah. seconds of fun with various terrain, weapons, enemies, whatnot, people complain because it's just 30 seconds of fun. I love I didn't even need Infinite it. to have like crazy side quests. I was just happy to see that Halo level from CE evolved. I was like, man, I don't care how basic it could be. I just, yeah. being able <laughs> to sure. explore. That's my make my only fun. Objectives were familiar, you know. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of it is the fact that it's the newest Halo. But like Halo Infinite feels to me like one of the easiest Halo campaigns to pop in and just have fun with because there's just so much to just go have a blast in a Halo sandbox. Like, you know, I don't know. You can do it with other Halos as well, but like it's just it's easy for me to start Infinite and just be like, okay, I'm gonna go clear all these bases, and it's not because I want to complete it, like be completionist. Mm -hmm. It's just so much fun, you know. So. Oh, absolutely. Totally absolutely. Have either of you played, so we're going to talk about the winter update today. Have either of you, I know, I'm pretty positive Josh hasn't. I know I haven't. Corey, have you done any co-oping at all yet? Yes. Played through about half the game with some friends. And, Tell us um, your experience about it. Yeah. I mean, it's a damn good time. It's Halo co-op. What's not to love about it? 
network like performance. It's been gone yeah, too like, long. There's been the occasional hiccup here and there, um, but honestly, like no no huge complaints. And I would say uh, that the replay mission feature that they've added in there is. Mm pretty robust and what you were where talking is about it i couldn't able... find it <laughs> yeah so when you get to the map you got to press i think they've actually got the buttons laid out wrong oh you got to start the campaign to, to be able to use it you got to open the campaign go to the That's map interesting. press the y button to see the list or like highlight something and press the y button you can't you do can it from the main menu replay. no not from the That's main strange. menu. that's strange it, it, it is strange and it was strange for me when looking for it but then once i started bouncing around and retrying one mission a couple times, trying to get an achievement. Mm-hmm. It did kind of click where once you've completed this, it shows up when someone else loads in anything that they have not done shows up again for you. And it's kind of elegant. Once you get past the fact that it's not a traditional layout for this type of feature. Right. I'm going to play everything, now. all of the little individual skirmishes, all the HVTs. Uh, it's, it's pretty impressive. That they've been able. I was going to say it's that. you can redo everything but fob bases, right? Or is it fob bases too? I believe that's accurate. Yeah. Oh, okay. But okay. if you do like you you redo the uh, recovery mission right before you go to the tower and you fight, yeah, uh, the the most polite elite in the world, it starts you <laughs> above that first fob that you capture, and you have to recapture that one. Okay. And then go down and cross the river and all that. That's it's pretty cool. neat. Yeah, I just weird. I love that. <laughs> I love that you play as all Master Chiefs. That's what's, you know, we, we, we've been over it a million times just how toxic the, the Twitterverse and stuff gets. But, like, it's funny if I say on there, I love that you're clones of Master Chief. People are like, oh, you just chill. You just like garbage. You just like laziness. And I'm like, no, I've actually, I actually prefer that they're all Master Chiefs. Like, I would rather have that than other characters. I'm not saying that's the correct thought. I'm just saying that's my thought. You know, I enjoy it. What do you think, I mean, Josh? I looked at. Well, I think. I mean, shit. Playing Halo Three, I thought it was cool to have Arbiter there at least. But then I remember when they announced that the if you do the players three and four uh, are playing, they'll they'll get two different elites, and they had a whole different. You know, they had their own name and identity. But then when you play the campaign, none of that mattered. And I thought, just give me Master Chiefs. That's how it began. You know, Every time I played Halo Three co-op with people, no one wanted to be Arbiter, or someone like Josh would be nice and be like. I'll be Arbiter because everyone knows you don't want to be Arbiter. And I'm, obviously I'm a huge Arbiter fan, but like, I don't know, just the HUD and the, and the starting weapons, I just didn't like as much. So yeah. Yeah. I'm glad it's all chief, but well, how, Corey, you said you did play co-op. How many did you play with? Uh, I've been in a room with four. Oh was shit. Like maybe a 20 minute experience. Most of this has been two player. How was the distance in terms of the range? Did you guys test We've that at all? We've not yet warped to each other. Okay. That's awesome. We've been pretty far yeah. away. I mean, it's it's the sort of thing where like, okay, you you know, go ahead and finish this objective. I'm gonna hop on this mongoose and just go on, and then you you just that's great. roll on and no no warping well, that's a until relief you to get hear. to the actual start of the next mission. It's pretty pretty wild. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's really to hear because I know there was a lot of anxiety about that. that short, people had short and, uh, and last... spawn distance and stuff. Yeah. Last I heard, it was good, but yeah. Can we have a moment of silence for the canceling of split screen, which is unexcusable in every way? <laughs> Brian just beating the dead horse. Yeah, but I get it. Uh, I get it. Well, yeah, so I, mean, I was going to say might... this earlier, man, but that is a good point when we're talking about performance issues with network performance over co-op. 
for me, it was mm-hmm. always, well, yeah, it's not perfect, but at least there's always local. Because when you play local, it's such a pure Halo experience. No one has the yep, latency sure. to sure. compensate for. And that's mm-hmm. no longer a, a compensation for this now. Yeah, I just, point. I don't, that's good maybe point. it's happened before, but I, I just don't recall any time. I mean, you, you, everyone listening knows I'm not a 343 hater. I'm, in fact, people would say I'm a shill above all, but like, I don't recall them ever flat out lying about a feature until this one. What was what was, was it? Halo Five supposed to have local co-op? No, no, they no, they came out. I actually remember being on the NeoGap forum. Where they came out and said like, "There's just not going to be split screen in this game because they didn't think it was actually something people really cared about." Believe it or not, and then it wasn't until after that game came out that they were like, "We've made a huge mistake," yeah. and that's when Bonnie and a bunch of other people started promising it will always be there. I don't think they've ever, like, I know they've disappointed people, but I don't think they've ever directly lied. Like, they were saying uh, less than a year before Infinite, maybe even after Pre-launch. Infinite came out. I'm not po- I th- I th- positive. I think that you're right. Pre-launch, they were saying it's not going to have split screen. But they, I, I, a Halo historian could correct me, but I believe prior to that, uh, it was alluded to, or they had maybe already oh, Halo 5? said it's going to happen, and yeah. they went back on it. Uh, but post-launch, promising something, getting this far down the road, and then canceling it, Especially such a huge feature and a feature that a lot of people in the community have been waiting for. Like, I can't wait to play this with my new wife. And then turns out all that waiting yeah. was for nothing. My new wife. <laughs> yeah. so I got people that have been waiting for this wife. feature their entire relationship. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, I thought Tony had a similar experience. I thought he was looking forward that, to playing this. That might this. be who I'm quoting. <laughs> okay. There's, yeah. there's several people in our community alone who, long before Infinite came out, said, the reason this Halo is important to me is because split screen is going to be mm-hmm. back. That is why I'm excited because me and my spouse. Uh, I just think it's. I just. I know, Josh. You're not wrong about being dead horse, no, but ahead. man, I just think. In I just reality, think I don't I just think, think we've actually talked about it too much on the. I podcast. just think it's so unacceptable that they, I actually and and I I always am telling people like to be logical and not be ridiculous about things, but I legitimately think that if you bought the game for the intention of co-op split screen and you haven't really put much time into it. You should be entitled to a refund. I feel like you were sold on a lie. Now, I'm not saying if you went and bought the game and have played the campaign nine times and put 300 hours into multiplayer, you deserve a refund. That's that's asinine. I'm just saying, like, if you legitimately bought it and you're like, oh, I'm going to wait for my wife and we'll play it in six months, and I think there should be an avenue to get a refund because I think you were sold on a lie. I really do. I so, don't disagree with that's that. How at I feel. All. Yeah, they have ways to track hours played yeah. for all these, especially your digital purchases and stuff. When the, yeah. there should have at Man, least been a yeah. statute of limitation of okay, we've announced this feature is canceled. You have three months or whatever to file your refund. Yeah, Dude, exactly. I, it's funny you mentioned that. I I bought that new PGA Tour game that came out like last month, and I didn't play it. Like I just didn't even boot it up. I wanted it. I still want it in a way, but I've just been caught up in playing other stuff. And obviously with Raggy Rock out, I've been playing that. And I messaged them. I tried to get a refund and not happening and i was like but i haven't even played it you know but i guess there's like a threshold for like if it crosses for like two weeks or something yeah, like something that like and i was that. like oh man but, josh, but you reminded gonna... me go, oh, go ahead, ahead. Go, go, i won't forget story. i won't forget i was gonna ask Corey. Well, I, I have a brian and josh story now that you brought up remember my uh destiny one refund <laughs> oh yeah you should tell that story man that was so good so it's it's weird like so i was excited for destiny by the time it was about to launch bought the game and i bought the special edition with the dlcs or whatever mm-hmm. And I think like most people, did you play Destiny when yeah, it came out? Corey? I actually switched to PS4 because Destiny had the exclusives of there. The, okay. 
Fair enough. Don't blame me with that. Uh, yeah. I think most people were in the same boat as me. As like when I started playing it, I had a lot of fun, and then like very shortly, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, this is all the content, and that's yeah. the story. I was just like, I felt so ripped off. I spent like ninety to hundred dollars, and I read on Reddit like a week or two into purchasing the game that um, if you're someone who purchased the special edition and you call Microsoft support and just say you want a refund for the special edition mm-hmm. uh, DLC because you are unsatisfied or whatever, they will then tell you sadly that the only way to do it is to refund the whole game, to which you go, oh, darn, <laughs> and they refund the entire thing. <laughs> so I tried it, and up. Josh was staying over at my house. I was living with my parents back at the time, and uh, I went through the whole rigmarole, and they're like, she's like, I really don't want you to, to have to refund your game you like, and I'm like, Oh, darn, I know. I don't want to either, but I guess it's the only way. And then she refunded me like the full $90 and took all of Destiny back. And I literally, the second I hit end on the phone, I fell to my knees and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yes, I got it's, my money back. It's funny. I, uh, memory's a, a fickle thing, right? But I, I swear I remember there being a point when you crossed that threshold of her like confirming she was going to just give you the money back that you just had the shitty grin looking at me. <laughs> And then, to be fair, for all those listening who are like, you know, Destiny refund supporting people, I actually did repurchase Destiny later on once I thought it was a better game, which obviously they still lost some of my money because instead of paying 90, I probably paid like 40. But um, I I just felt I felt ripped off by the and I don't know if I was I don't know if it's fair to say I was ripped off because they technically didn't sell me anything that was a lie, but it was just really disappointing. In terms of content and what you expect from a traditional Bungie game, yeah, it was, I felt fleeced. Uh, And then hearing all the drama about Joe Statton, his story, Marty's music, it really soured. It soured a lot of of everything that had to do with Destiny. And if you played the beta, the beta felt mostly like the full release. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because that's what yeah. happened with Halo Infinite. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. <laughs> the beta felt like the full release. Dude, that was a weird time. I remember playing the beta on the 360. Like, I didn't have the... It was like a month later, I think, you helped me get the Xbox One. But, man, that's surreal to think about. But To bring it back to Halo, though, I was going to ask you, Corey, on that subject of mm-hmm. split screen, you know, do you think... You know, that there's going to be a point in time that they kind of pull what they did with MCC where they were like, a couple years had passed, and even though it thought we yeah, thought they had given up possible. on it, that they were like, okay, we're going to fix it. Do you think they're going to come back? I, th- yeah, I think it's it's very possible. Um, you know, behind the scenes, there's a lot going on with labor in Ukraine that was outsourced labor for mm-hmm. 343. The war obviously taken mm-hmm. its toll on uh, not just labor, but a lot of different things. And so being without the hands-on that they expected to have, the, the number of bodies working on this product, I, I right. can see the logic in them saying, we're not doing it because they can't commit to it even down the road. If they get to a place where they can, I could totally see like if, if you know Forge turns out to be some huge injection of lifeblood into this game and it goes on. To, to have right. a lot more players and get more support for years and years. I could totally see them adding co-op. But there's these rumors about mm-hmm. the Unreal Engine 5, you know, potentially being a switch for future products. And if that happens, I think we're a lot less right. likely to yeah, see yeah. go back to the past engine and try to do the technical work that would be required. Yeah. Do that, absolutely. 
Did you guys did you guys see the new article about split screen that from uh, what's his name Sean Barron or something? Did you see that? A little, little bit of an explanation about why they're not finishing. So it. he said, yeah, he said the reason that people could like glitch their game into doing split screen co op is because they did do eighty percent of the work for split screen, but he said that final twenty yeah. percent was such an in- a monumental task to bring it to uh, a releasable product that they would it, that would work and not and would function and not get lambasted and uh, they just didn't have the time or the people resources to get that final 20% done. Um, as far as them releasing it later goes, I'm a couple minds about it. One, I've always said, like I've said many times on the podcast, I don't think there's any reason to hold resentment and be bitching about MCC's launch in 2022 because they fixed it. Like it's okay to acknowledge like, yeah, that game launched like crap, that but like call. it's, it's not worth, stop. um, Dude, that's oh, the second time I did that on the solo show, or I she turned on during the solo show. It scared the <laughs> shit out of me. Huh. You're good. Josh is having. You're good. Go ahead. I just I'm a little creeped out. Alexa, Robot GF, stop. <laughs> Digital girlfriend is yelling at him. Yeah, yeah. you're witnessing the scene oh, of her man. right now. Anyway, go ahead. Um, <laughs> but uh, but um, no, like, so mine. If, if if split screen comes later, um, I'm not going to like. Pat them on the back for just giving them what they promised, mm-hmm. but I'm also not going to continue to uh, bitch about the fact that they canceled it and lied. Like I think once you fix the yeah. problem, it's good to remember the past, but move forward and not bring it up anymore. So if they bring split screen later, I'll be like, I'm glad you did that. That's what you should do. That's the right move. I'm not going to complain about it anymore, but I'm also not going to be like, oh, thank you so much, three four three, for giving what you sold the game on because I just feel like, <laughs> come on, that should have been there, you know. But uh, but we can should have been there, and um, yeah. I think that yeah, every, everything that you said is right. It it's nice to think that maybe they will learn from this, and, mm-hmm. and the response that fans have gotten. Obviously, a lot of it's out of their control, and it's something they wanted to do. But they also technically learned their problem from Halo Five and the reaction to that. That's why mm-hmm. they promised it so early. That's why they engineered their Slipspace engine or Faber to have split screen. That's why split screen is in there and you can glitch to it is because they set out from the beginning to have it there and that they couldn't get it done. It's, it's a shame. It's just a shame. Yeah. It, it does suck. I mean, on one hand I feel bad for them too, because it's that damned if you do damned, if you don't kind of situation where Bonnie's the one that publicly comes out and says this years ago. And you know, so many people coming and going in three, four, three at the time, even her herself. And then gets to a point where they change that up. It's got to suck to sort of like, uh, I don't know if it's, I can't remember where that might be from Palo, but the sins of the past, like they're having to pay for in a way, you know what I mean? And it's like, because of yes. that whole situation, you know, they they probably knew they were going to catch shit for it. And they probably just, like you said, Brian, I mean, 80% there. And then like you said, Corey, I mean, maybe they want to do this on real stuff and it's just like a, what do we do? Do we kind of cut our losses or do we just try to still push through anyway? has not really been the same company at any release of Halo. Like, well, you can, we can see visually right. that Bungie <laughs> will had the same temple like of mainstays through their games, like because it's on, it's documented. You know, mm-hmm. Marcus Leto, uh, Joe Staten, Marty O'Donnell, uh, um, Lorraine, and uh, Jamie Greasemere, so many people I can right. list off, and they're there consistently. But that's not the case at all for these for the, for three four three studio. You have like leaders like Josh Holmes gone, Tim Longo gone, uh, Chris Man, Lee I miss, gone. I miss Josh Holmes. I liked yeah, him a lot. Sparth now gone. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So they're just a different studio every time. But to move on, and if anybody has anything they want to say about co op, uh, continue. But 
To move on to the next thing, I'd say, what's your guys' impression of Forge? I spent very little time just checking it out. I think Corey's had some more time. Josh, sounds like you've had no time with it. Am I right? Uh, no. Well, briefly, I wanted to play the match Argyle in multiplayer. I wanted to test it, it got out, removed. but they took it. Yeah, they took it down. So I thought, fine, I'll go run through it. And I just, I, I kind of dabbled with that while in Forge, just looking at it. And then I no. just did a custom game myself. Now, I got to ask you, Josh. So Josh and Josh and I, but Josh even more so than I, are like the biggest proponents of we hate awful aesthetic uh, forge maps being included in multiplayer when they just yes. look terrible. So what is Josh? What is your thoughts? And we'll go to Corey next on these two maps. Do they get a pass or is it not good enough? The second one's the one I have not tried yet. I have not tried the second one, so I can only comment on Argyle. Devastation? Okay. All right, so me and Josh are going to combine for one full opinion, then, because I've played on <laughs> Devastation and haven't seen Argyle. Okay. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> cool. I've done, I've done cool. both. So. Uh, yeah, uh, it still looks like Forge to me. I, I will say I think it's the prettiest. Uh, well, I don't want to just... I, I, I don't have the highest opinion on it, but at the same time, I don't want to formulate my whole opinion on just one map, um, you know? But it looks cool. It looks the best Forge has ever looked, but as I'm running through Argyle, I'm still like, I can still tell very much so that it's a Forge map. I'm not completely. You've seen community maps already look better though. To be fair. I have no, absolutely. I mean, somebody, somebody out there pl- did a coagulation remake, and even though it's still very Forge like, it was beautiful to see. And I thought, man, even though I'm a big proponent of do not add Forge maps into official matchmaking playlists. BTB absolutely needs it until they can. I, I, I like it's a selfish thought. It's a selfish one, but I would like to see them add. Give us like five maps. Throw in five in there so we get some good rotation. And then when you start adding official maps, boot those suckers out of there. You know, I don't, want, I don't want them for long. But mm-hmm. uh, on Argyle, I mean, look, the layout looks great. Um, absolutely love the lighting. The lighting's the best it's ever been uh, in a Halo Forge. I think um, even just looking at the the skybox it had. For that one in particular, which is very beautiful to look at. But it's still a Forge map to me. But at the same time, I haven't played a full match in multiplayer. I don't think when I'm in the midst of action that I'm going to really care, you know? So I, I, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's great in that sense. But, uh, yeah, still, still a bit Forge-like. What are your thoughts, Corey? So I, I've not played on Argyle. Uh, and Devastation, mm-hmm. I've not come across either of them in the matchmaking. So I had to... Mm-hmm. I went into Forge and just ran around Devastation by myself. <laughs> nice, yeah. Uh, it is beautiful and at first glance you wouldn't think it's a forge map but when running around when you get to the interiors when you get on top of the like man-made structures it has something that feels unofficial right it's like this is not what you expect from a 343 or a bungee developed multiplayer map and to me it reminded me a little bit of halo 4 how they would have those kind of like human structures that they would just plop down in a geographic space and you know, they could be placed anywhere and it, it did have variety because of their placement. Sometimes they were even like turned on their side a little bit, uh, but it, it feels like that. Like these pieces feel familiar and everything looks too clean. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I've noticed that too, with a lot of the forge maps, you'll get a lot of those different templates too, that just kind of look like, how the hell is this here? Like, how does this work here? <laughs> like if, you know, realistically, but at the same time, I know I'm supposed to turn my brain off, but yeah, I, actually, I feel pretty similar. I like your idea about, you know, sprinkle in some maps, BTB needs it. What would you think about, maybe not for quote-unquote, air quote, official playlists, but have a big team and a 4v4 Forge maps only playlist for the absolutely. highest rated or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that should be a thing. Yeah, I think when, that's when what I would rather. I'd rather have, 
I'd rather have something like that segregated just so if people want to play some yeah. custom experiences. They can have an actual rotational playlist that they can go in and have those experiences in and not have that kind of tamper with the official playlist so they know they're going to get those official maps. That'll probably just be the custom games browser, though, if we're honest. That's it could. probably what'll happen. Yeah, it could. what we can expect. No, I'm right? actually, That's you know, Josh, we, Maybe when we we've get been united for so long. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. We've been united for so long, but I guess we're divided now, Josh. To me, the uh, <laughs> this, this, this is officially the Forge maps are good enough. I say flood the multiplayer with Forge maps from Infinite because they, to me, they look good enough. I well, mean, I'm I, dead I, to inside. me, I mean, yeah, they, to me, they just they look close enough to official. If they're well designed, you know, if yeah. I can play Halo Infinite with a hundred different maps being rotated and over fifty of them are from Forge, if they look as good as they do in Infinite, I'm completely down. And I was completely against it for every Halo pro- uh, yeah, prior. It's because but, of the prior. Um, I ran around so. these maps. Yeah, yeah. I think I think these maps look plenty fine. Now I will agree with the sterileness look of it, yeah. mm-hmm. but at the same time, I have seen several community maps uh, that don't look that yeah. sterile. And what's weird? Have you guys seen the Haven map that got shown off like yeah. before yep. three? To me, that looks as good as it did in Halo Four. I mean, maybe I'm just easy to please, but to me, it doesn't look forgy at Halo all. Halo Four to me. had well, a little I mean, bit of that sterile aesthetic too, in my opinion. True, that's true. I would agree. That's with that. true. I, I don't know. I, I mean. Look, I, I I mean I love what people seeing what people can do with that stuff. And the longer Forge is out, the more beautiful map you know people are going to be able to put stuff together and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. I just like you know I'm a quality over quantity kind of person, and I I, I don't want so much in there that it's going to ruin the the experience. I love going into a specific playlist. You know, like something I appreciate about MCC is you go into MCC, you go into a specific mode at least. I can't. I got. I haven't played it in so long now. I know you can choose which different halos you want to go into and stuff, but usually within a playlist, you could see what maps are going to be mm-hmm. available. You and don't know which does. map you're going to get on yet, but you can see. And I love knowing at least what my area of expectation can be for that. I don't necessarily want like so many forge maps splintered into these things that you know I don't have time to really get to know them, mm-hmm. you know, intimately before I go in there part of i mean for me part of the competitive fun is knowing these things like the back of my hand you know so i don't know just me it's though. funny josh for like if we have anybody who's like hardcore forger listening to us like josh was basically like you know you're doing a great <laughs> job guys but here's the difference but here's the difference between you and me i actually appreciate quality so i'm sorry <laughs> no 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 i don't want they absolutely have their place though i mean forge is bigger than ever in so many ways and I love that it's there. I love that there's such a community to it. When I got back into the fold during Halo 4's heyday, uh, I was still kind of unaware of like how successful that was. I hadn't messed with it in Reach even, so I was still coming off the mindset of what Halo 3's offerings were, and I just thought that was kind of more or less it going forward. But no, it's just See, and this is, expanded this so is something, much. Something I wanted to uh, bring up too is like, now bear with me here because this isn't actually it's actually not a hot take. If you give me a second. Uh, if, my if you favorite, gotta say that, it's probably a hot take. <laughs> no, my favorite forge. My my favorite forge is reaches because when three came out, me and my friends just dicked around with putting fusion coils and shit in and seeing right. what we could stack on top of the elephant, right? Good time. And then Reach came out, and Reach like maintained the simplicity of Halo Three, but mm-hmm. gave you enough pieces to make like legitimate maps. So I remember actually spending many hours at Reach. Well, then everything past Reach, and now especially Infinite. You basically have to be a, a a junior developer to craft this stuff. So while I am glad that Forge has moved in this direction, I think this is the proper direction for Forge. And I mean, I'm going to benefit from it more than anyone because people are going to create 
dope shit with this real. Forge that I'm going to get to benefit for from. Sure. For sure. Uh, but as far as me using Forge as like Halo games offering me that mode as a way to have fun, uh, that, that ended after Reach, right? Like I never enter Forge to have fun myself in Halo 4, 5, Infinite. Like Forge has just been this tool for others. Mm-hmm. So in, in one sense, I've lost some value in the fact that I get nothing out of the complicated Forge but I've gained a ton in how much better the community content is. Like, so yeah. I, I did. I don't know if you guys jumped into it all, but I did go into Forge and try to go through the options and mess around with everything. And I'm just like, man, we have came a long way from placing fusion coils yeah. in Halo Three. I'm out. It went it's too from much. in Halo Three yep. a map editor to a legitimate map creator yeah. for each, and then from there, like you said, part of yep. it is yeah, it's a lot more complicated. And part of it too is that. You know, we're getting older. We have more obligations. We play more games. It's a huge time sink to learn how to use those tools, much less create yeah, something, yeah. much less create something that you're proud of. It's a big investment. Yeah. I wish if I would have had that. be proud of any of it. I, w- <laughs> I wish I would have <laughs> I, I I had that back in the Halo 2, Halo 3 days, like it is now. Uh, just yeah. for land parties and stuff. Yeah, it would have been exciting not having as many obligations, being able to sit there and spend the week creating a map and thinking like, oh, yeah. I can't wait to show my friends this this weekend, you know, at such and such's house and stuff. But, you know, I think honestly just the summary for me on it is just what I love about official maps is that that's the – when I, I – you know, I, I say a lot how I like multiplayer over campaign, but, I mean, I love the campaign almost just as equally in these Halo games. So when I go into multiplayer, that's the the campaign I get out of multiplayer is playing in these maps that feel like yeah. lived in elements from the Halo campaigns. So I don't get that out of Forge. So it kind of just feels like I'm playing another multiplayer game, even though my mind says this is Halo. My it's eyes like are telling fantasy. me it could be anything. Whereas when I play in a specific setting. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. So when I play in an official map setting, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, you know, I can see where Sanctuaries takes place on Zeta Halo or, <laughs> or De- what out, Delta, Delta, Delta Halo. But yeah, I mean, all these specific settings um, Absolutely. help it make, help it feel lived in, you know, even though we're just having a skirmish. I mean, yeah. It extends the immersion from the campaign. It's a big part of the reason why I and many other people got into the multiplayer of Halo is because the single player was so yep, good. Yep. It's like, well, this is an extension of that, and we can do it together. It's competitive. It's fun. Halo 2 nailed it again. All of those maps, you know, it's all across the galaxy, but they all have fiction. Right, absolutely. It is in-universe and in It's like when you... And it is valuable. It adds It really does. I mean, remember on Lockout when you go in that bottom area underneath the lift, and you go in that little bottom pit, and there is a shotgun down at the very end, but there's all these, like, vat tubes of flood or whatever they are. Mm -hmm. For me, that was so cool what that did for my mind, you know? Yeah. Yeah, So, You know, you guys, Josh, you 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 reminded me of of one big criticism I have. Uh, You can't forge on any map that's already created. Like, any 343 map, you cannot forge on. I thought that was a thing. I thought that was a thing. I'm frowning. All you can do. (laughs) That's that's coming in in the future. That's coming in the future. So right Uh, now, all you can do is. is, Okay, well, it's beta. beta. All you can do is pick from like like eight different canvases that when you enter, it's just a big blank square in the middle of the canvas. And see, it's like I I go back and forth from being this understanding 343 apologist and also understanding how consumers feel because. You gotta understand, like so, so like game development's changed so much, and three four three has all these issues with management, all that stuff, and people coming and going. So you you relate to that, but then you're also like, okay, guys. 
So we got the game without co-op and without Forge and without split screen. Okay, time goes on. You do a beta just to give us co-op. Co-op used to launch without beta just fine. Okay, well, okay, then um, you, you cancel split screen. Oh, okay, moving on. All right, we finally get Forge a year later. Oh, you can't forge maps that are actually already created. You can't live fire forge or or bizarre. You can't use any of those maps for forge. And it just kind of feels like over and over again, it's like, when are we going to get, like, everything comes with a stipulation, it feels like. We get this, but we don't get this. Oh, we finally get this, but you can't do this. And it's just like, it's got to be incredibly frustrating for both the devs and the fans, because the fans are just like, come on, just give us the whole piece of the, like, give us the whole pie. We know the fans are over it. Yeah, you know, it's... In in 343's defense, I will say, uh, given their goals, you know, talking about the the discussion about whether or not to add Forge maps into matchmaking and stuff, they have a dearth of content problem that they're trying to solve, and so putting in the ability to Mm -hmm, forge mm -hmm. existing maps does not help them, because none of those will be candidates for future, like, officially released games or implemented game types. That kind of leads me to something that we haven't discussed yet, which is Discovery. I think that now I'm not on PC. I'm, I'm on. I'm playing on Xbox Series X. But I think that there is a huge discovery problem on that platform. If you go in and you try to find some some of the cool shit that you've seen people posting on Twitter, look what I made. Oh man, that's amazing. If you go try to look for it, it is difficult to surface anything that is hmm. worth even booting up and looking at. It's it's amazing. It's like it is kind of beyond comprehension how seamlessly you're able to scroll through a browser, see a file, read a little description, tap it, and then within two minutes you're in there running around someone else's creation, right, loaded right. from a server in a remote instance. It's amazing. But how do you find the stuff that's actually good? Right now there's essentially an upvote system and a last play. There's filters, but you sort them all, and you're really just getting a picture of the canvas and whatever the user description, most of it seems like it's in work. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to have somebody at 343 manually pushing the stuff that's getting talked about in the discords and the Twitters and you know the neo-gaffs of the world. Somebody needs to be pushing that stuff to the top because right now, for the average player, if you come in and you're not even really sure what Forge is, maybe you've seen it in the menu of the MCC, but you don't play with it, you get the winter update, oh, this Forge mode. I'll go into Forge and start browsing through. It's not going to take long. You know, you click on four or five files, boot into a blank canvas or like a big wonky looking, you can't even tell what this is, just a rock slide. It's not going to take long for people to kind of like, okay, well, I don't know what, I'm just going to not mess with that anymore. Too complicated. Yeah. (laughs) Too complicated. And like, I'm not supposed, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to be doing with what is being served to me. Yeah. That's actually well said because uh, I went in there and I was going to search for that coagulation one and I thought, this yeah, shouldn't be too hard. It. Couldn't find it. And I'm like, I, and I just, you know, automatically I thought, well, this is just some fault on my end. I don't want to just assume it's it's them. But then I'm looking through it more. I'm switching through the pages. And there's so much similar stuff right now because there's such an influx of stuff that people are getting mm-hmm. out. So it does feel. It's in its infancy, uh, right? I mean, you kind of solidify that opinion in my in mind. Yeah. Halo Absolutely. infancy. Why has that not been a joke? <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> You know, but it spreads on Twitter. I apologize. It it does. It does. I will say. I mean, you guys both kind of, you know, like make me realize more too that just you know, I don't mind that some of this stuff like uh, Forge being in beta and stuff like that. I don't mind like on one hand, yeah, it sucked to have waited to have had to wait a year for all this type of stuff we just got. 
but at the same time, like I'm happy now that I don't want to get too ahead of us, uh, the conversation, but I'm happy now that we're at a point where it feels like we've got momentum where it's only going to be a couple more months until the next season. And then hopefully that's, you know, like hopefully we're if finally they delay on. that next season. Ooh, that they can't, I don't not, think they can afford to do that, but I think I, I agree. The, I think they're at the point, you know, it's sort of like where they've been on the road, they get off the road, they've been on the road, they get off. It feels like we're finally on the road and they kind of have a sense of direction with it. But now we'll see how that pays off with the coming update. But I mean, they have momentum. So I feel like, like there's, you know, it, it's like the community will get so pissed off. And if, when there's nothing, the moment stuff comes out, they're like, this is great. This is the best thing ever. I think this is the best thing I've ever seen. And then a couple weeks pass, a month passes. The people who are hyper fixated, specifically playing Halos, they get tired and they get frustrated that there's not something, you know, drip feeding them every time. And How much of that is the Fortnite effect? I think you're right because that has completely changed the landscape as we know it. I, it's just weird. Most people who play Halo nowadays don't remember what it was like waiting for a map pack to come out. That was a big deal, but that was it. You waited everyone for a map pack and then the you Fortnite, went to another one. Everyone expects the the Fortnite ability, Fortnite's ability to have constant content just screaming right. out the wazoo. But the fact is, like they set the precedent and they have a major corporation have a lot employing. Of money. <laughs> tons of people and tons of money to keep this coming. There's no way our industry could sustain dozens or hundreds of live service games all operating in that capacity. Yeah. You just can't. Right. I don't know if you well, can do a dozen. I don't yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, There's so many players I, on the globe, you know. Yeah. Well, and it comes down I think to a lot of internal management too, like because of how many changes they had during development. I mean, I guess I should, before, but during and now after, I mean, how do you Try to get these people in, get them trained, get them acclimated to the environment. Also trying to, you know, this is your first live service game ever. No live service game has ever launched and just been a complete package. It's always, it gets better, work in progress, you know. And I mean, it's an interesting, well, it's an interesting, (laughs) true, but it's an interesting discussion too. I mean, like, there's a part of me that for the longest time I've said, I much rather would have waited till 2022 or even 2023 for them to release Halo Infinite. I could have waited personally. complete package. However, yeah, but however, to play devil's advocate and argue against myself, who knows how differently Infinite would have been had they not had the year of feedback, for example, that we've given them this past year. We don't know how much behind the scenes has changed, has adjusted. I mean, we hear rumors and stuff like that, but we don't, you know, we don't know. And it just, it's, I don't know if there's a happy middle ground with that, but I mean, I'm, I'm pretty happy to see the state it's in. When you talk about gaining momentum, here's a question I have, and this is something I've been wondering about. Um, I'm fairly certain season three is not going to get delayed. It's mm-hmm. content complete Same. and ready to go. Same. Season four as well. Question I have is, are these seasons going to shorten? Is three months going to be the new standard like it was supposed to be at launch? They elongated right. them to but six months they to buy do. themselves more time. If season three mm-hmm. comes out and it's a three-month, 100-tier battle pass, and then season four comes out and it's another... 100-tier battle pass with additional modes and equipment and everything that we expect to be added, um, they really could get on a roll. I think so, too. Yeah. I think so, too. That was actually going to be – we're covering all the topics of this winter update. That was going to be my next question. What are your guys' thoughts on the the free battle pass that came out? Any thoughts? I'm about level 10 right now, and um, you definitely level up a lot faster. I definitely appreciate that your XP dole outs vary depending on how you perform, whether you win, mm-hmm, if you're the top mm-hmm. player on your team, etc. 
Uh, that's a good improvement. Yeah, that's a big improvement. The challenge system is a lot less pigeonhole You're not forced into specific playlists. It's just, okay, use the sidekick or, you know, get five headshots or something like that. So the, the challenges are definitely easier. It seems like they're making that drip feed come faster. But as a result, yeah. you know, I'm level 10. I've not played probably 15, 20 matches maximum. Uh, mm-hmm. So if, if you're leveling up every two games, maybe... If you log in once a day, you play two games, you're going to gain a level. Um, those those future battle passes, 100 tiers, they're going to go quick, you know? Especially yeah. for the people out there that want yeah. to use those XP boosts. And, I mean, but you'll get through that thing in a day if you dedicate yourself. Yeah, if the battle passes become that quick, but they also do come out routinely every three months, that's going to be a great trade-off for Heck players. Yeah. Like, I'd rather do that than be slow for six Absolutely. or nine. Absolutely. You know? Um, I still think, I think biggest... it's a... Go ahead, Brian. No, Josh, you go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, man. But, well, I, I do think it is a huge plus that these are never going to expire. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know of another game that's doing a battle pass uh, that has that, you know, because the, I it, it does eradicate the FOMO. Now, I think the FOMO can be there in some of the limited events, the fractured stuff yep. and whatnot, but that's a little bit more minimal, and I appreciate at least like you're saying, Corey, like you're suggesting, you know, season four or five, and we get to a point where they can really get the ball rolling. Uh, I like to think that that's not going to be, I'm not going to feel that as much like in terms of the fractured stuff, you know, I'm going to just see these three month battle passes and think, man, this is awesome. Oh, I haven't played for a while. Well, I didn't finish lone wolves. Now I can tap into the season four thing right away. I'll, I'll come back to that. And for me as someone who like, I get in kind of sporadic bursts of it where I might play it for a couple weeks, but then I might tap out for a month or two. For me, that's perfect because it feels like, like by the time I go back into it, there's always something there. I've never, I've never run out. I've never sunk so much time into it that I've personally gotten caught up on everything. And I know I'm in the minority on that, but for me, that's minority. kind of nice. Maybe amongst these no. listeners, perhaps. But yeah, <laughs> well, fair enough. But yeah, um, but I, I will say I, I completely agree with Corey. I think it's fantastic. I mean, I love going in there. And not having to see a challenge that requires me to play Rumble Pit. I absolutely. Like, I don't have anything against Rumble Pit. I just do not enjoy playing it. I never have. And I don't want to have to be required to go into those modes. Going into and just seeing these challenges that are like, uh, get X amount of kills with banished weapons, get a melee kill, win a match, win X amount of matches. I mean, they're pretty simplistic right now. And it makes it feel like it's not as much of a grind. I don't have to go in there and look and like constantly like monitor where I'm at, what I'm doing, what I'm trying to accomplish with, because there was a while there where, you know, I felt like, and maybe it's just me, but there were times when I would go in multiplayer and knowing I had a specific challenge that was tricky and I would, it kind of changed the way mm-hmm. I play a Makes little bit because oh, I got a chance to, yeah, exactly. I got to specifically do this thing and now I got the opportunity. I guess I'll do it here and try to get it done so I can complete mm-hmm. that challenge. Now I don't, it more so runs on background, you know, on autopilot and I don't have to think about it. And I was going to say like yesterday when I got in a match, I got like match rewards, like not just completing the match, but I got the top 50% of the team. I got 50 XP for that. I got some for winning uh, also for the MVP mm-hmm. in a match. So, I mean, I love that it's specifically rewarding me as well for how I perform. So that's a huge, huge improvement. Um, and I think I think you even get points, too. I, I could be wrong, but I think for being like getting a lot of assists and stuff, which I think is great. I mean, 
that's that in of itself is really good, you know, because I mean, it, it, it'll help kind of eradicate the people that are like, you stole my kill, yeah. which I guess is always going to be a thing in a Halo at this point. But like, you know, I, I don't know. But it, it seems like a huge improvement. I'm extremely happy with it. And uh, as of right now, I don't feel like I have a single criticism in terms of that balancing yeah. aspect. What about you, Brian? Have it, well, um, I mean, I pretty much agree with what you said, Josh. You guys know I'm less of a of a multiplayer guy, but I've played, you know, still in my life, thousands of hours of, of Halo multiplayer. Sure. Um, well, I guess I'll say one thing real quick, and then I want to ask you guys about the. Have either well, have either of you played the one flag, the yeah. new one flag mode? Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll ask about you guys. I'll ask you guys about that in a second. Um, but I want to say just for me, like the 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 bottom like bottom line that I feel with Halo Infinite is, you know, and if you've if you've listened to the podcast or been around for a long enough time, you'll know how much we like. Try to, try to be positive about things and talk about all the good that's come from prior Halos and all that stuff. But, like, the bottom line for me is Halo Infinite is so much better than I could have imagined the follow-up to Halo 5 would have been when I played Halo 5. Like, we're on another plane of existence from the, the trajectory I yeah. thought we were on, right? Like, and I, I just can't be that upset because while I loved Halo 5's multiplayer, and me and Josh talk about it all the time, between the extremely weak story and the less focus on Master Chief and the, um, you know, I, no split screen co-op, which is obviously still not here, uh, and, and the, <laughs> let the it go, art, the, let it go. The I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm joshing. Corey's like, geez, he just can't stop. Um, the 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 art style continuing to go in that opposite direction of where we came from. The music mm-hmm. just being still good. Like Halo Five still has a over most games as an exceptional soundtrack, but like. Just the direction everything was going. Like when I finished Halo Five, I felt so defeated by like I just don't know if I'm going to invest myself in this in this uh, IP anymore. And then Halo Infinite, you know, we're in a place where I love the campaign, I love the gameplay, the multiplayer, the the music's phenomenal, the art design's ph- phenomenal. And like despite all these criticisms about stuff coming late or broken or whatever, man, it's just like leaps and bounds where I was as a Halo fan after the release of Halo Five. So I'm I'm I'm. Ultimately, very content. I love I love this game. I love Halo Infinite. Genuinely, to me, you know, it's not a matter of assigning scores or trying to say one's better than the other. But just for me personally, Halo Infinite's up there with the Bungie titles. Like, I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying like it's there. It's next to them mm-hmm. for me. Uh, so I'm I'm just this winter update's only made things better, um, and it's going to continue to get better. Um, I have two. I know we don't have to like get out of here right away or anything. We still got some time, but I have two main questions I have, and then you guys, you know, whatever you want to talk about. But my two main questions were one is how do you guys feel about the the one flag mode that they released with this, and then my second question, which is a bigger question, is how do you feel about the game from when it launched to now? How much has changed? How different do you feel? It's kind of weird for me because you know Josh and I did like a a podcast slash YouTube video where we talked about our our review of the game when it came out. And Josh and I gave it an 8.5, and that was based on how much we liked the content that was there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's interesting, like, when you add all this content in, especially content that you would say that should have been there to begin with, it's like, well, how much can the score improve from 8.5 just giving us the other pieces? And in a sense, it really doesn't improve for me, right? Because, like, the game's still in that 8.5 kind of 9 area, for me at least, with this content. But it's almost like a more bolstered, stronger mm-hmm. score, right? Like, it's like... The 8.5 was like representative of how good the game that was there was at the time, but now there's just that but more of it. Mm-hmm. So I would say, you know, in one sense, my score and impression of this game is only improved and is only <clears throat> better now. There's there's never been a better time yeah. to play Infinite than right now. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, it's still 
lacking in enough. Improved. Yeah, it's still lacking in enough ways that it's not like we can say it's a 10-10 experience. And to go back to what Josh said, it's kind of like the whole MCC thing, right? Like when MCC launched as a package, I'm going to give it like a three or a four at launch, like horrendous. Maybe now not you even that. Play offline, single player. Give it a five. There's that. <laughs> There's that. True. But now, if you ask me what my critical, unbiased, as unbiased as I can be score of MCC is, it's a 10. Like, how can you not say MCC today is a 10? It's given us everything you could want, plus more abundantly. My wildest dreams for that package have been exceeded. So it's a 10. So Halo Infinite, you know, it could one day be a 10 if this continues to improve years and years and years over time. But, yeah, you know, my, my score... My score still has to be kind of in that 8.5 area because it's like, yeah, we got more. It's better. It's bolstered. It's better than it's ever been. But it's still kind of there. Um, you guys can tackle those questions in whatever direction you want. Uh, impression of the game now versus – and then also the whole one flag thing. Do you want to go, Corey? Yeah, go ahead, Corey. Um, I, you know, if you're a reviewer or a game developer for a living, every year it is harder to achieve a 10 because the standard rises, right? So mm-hmm. a year yep. later, they've added stuff. It still has the same score. I think that that's a stronger same score, right? 8.5 a year ago versus now. Now it's a better game. Yeah. Um, I would give it higher than an 8.5 personally, just because the totally. campaign nailed everything I wanted. Same. Right. And most of the stuff that me and people in general are griping about are things that didn't mm-hmm. even exist when Halo 1 came out. True. So, you know, if you, put it in that kind of vacuum and you, you, you try to separate everything out. I judged it just almost essentially just on what the single player offered. And for me, it hit all the notes except for the multiplayer aspect, the co-op Same. online co-op is there. So that would say that bolsters it at least a 10th of a point for me. Um, but I love the game. I'm glad when they add stuff that gives me a little bit of incentive to play the multiplayer and just go in and interact with it. You know, the more they do, the better. I think it would be great mm-hmm. if they added a career ranking system that had some PvP mm. challenges, similar to Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. But I haven't really... Um, I haven't been as frustrated as a lot of people with the content outpouring. You know, it's obviously not what they envision Same. for a live service game. My opinion hasn't changed a lot. It's It has just gotten better a little bit. For the yeah. One Flag CTF mode, it reminds me of the Halo 2 One Flag CTF. That was a big deal. That was the remember the Zanzibar demo, and that was their new mode. It was One Flag yes. CTF, attackers, defenders. Yep. Feels just like that to me. I like it better than regular Two Flag CTF because, in my experience, not just with Infinite, but with a lot of the games in MCC as well, CTF games will often just devolve into a stalemate. It'll end one yep. one or it'll one zero, and you run out of time. It's always a long, drawn out match. This mode makes it happen a lot, lot snappier, and so I like that. Yeah, well said. Yeah, I kind of get that. Uh, you know, the only time I really recall loving uh, two flag CTF was playing Blood Gulch slash Coagulation, the, just because of the anarchy, the the, the push and pull of it, and it was yeah. a stalemate. But I liked it on there. But on other maps in Halos, uh, it's I'm more of a one flag guy. Although I, one flag's probably my favorite mode, so I will say I I got my ass kicked um, in that because I completely spaced on you know depending on what side you're on, you know how you got camo and stuff like that, right. or you got the the um, uh, I can't think what it's called the the can- uh, beacon right the threat yeah. sensor. Yeah, thank you, thank you, uh, threat sensor, but. Uh, 
but once I, I've just acclimated to it and stuff like that, um, I was having a good time with it. I think I'm going to like it. Um, it's nice to see uh, a mode, you know, added to uh, this and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm happy in any way that they can improve the multiplayer, you know, because I think what's there, the template, the basis is real good, strong foundation to, to grow. Um, but I'm just happy to see co-op back, even though it's not what I've, uh, you know, personally experienced out of this so far. I mean, for me, that really takes the game from an 8.5 and just bumps it up to a nine because I feel like it's improved, you know? And I mean, maybe it's just my expectations, but, uh, I, I just never expected this game you know, once they kind of started to shift trajectory with the game gets delayed for a year and then um, we're going to release the multiplayer first and uh, and then, you know, they released the campaign after. I mean, everything was so, like, I don't want to say botched, but uh, everything was just so isolated, you know. They, like, highlighted all they had. Yeah, so, I mean, I just kind of knew there was a point somewhere in there that I just knew like this is going to have some growing pains because it's everyone feels you know I think a lot of people out there probably saw how they were going about it and thinking like holy shit these guys are real confident and you know I don't know if they were or weren't but uh, you know I just kind of knew going off every other live service game that like they all have at least a year if not two or three years of growing pains before it gets into a state where it's like hey this is awesome now and the thing is is you look at something like MCC which kind of in a way started to become a live service game and in 2014 we didn't even have a concept of what that was like outside of destiny so and that was just a new whole new bag so it evolved over time because the industry evolved and they started to really test out that stuff there with the seasons and how you could earn stuff and obviously it's it works differently in infinite but you did get to a point where like this is the first time doing that you know and i just feel i feel pretty patient because i don't play it every day um, so for me, it's, it's really comes down to being a nine simply because four player co-ops there, this is the, the most open and expansive type of co-op we've ever gotten. So in the fact that, you know, Corey, you're saying like the distance and stuff that's, that's been real good so far, real strong. That's reassuring for me personally, because I, I never thought there'd be a point when I'm playing it and I'm going to be like, okay, Brian, I'm going to go way to the opposite end of the map. See ya. I'm going to want to play with my friends and stick with them and clear out a base. But the fact that it gives you enough room and freedom to do that, that's good. Um, cause I just don't want my handheld with that too much, but you know, looking at the multiplayer now, I mean, at least they got forge out. That's such, even though that's not a big thing for me, I'm happy to see what it's going to do for people. I mean, I already saw another map where it looked like almost like, um, honey, I shrunk the kids where it looked like a backyard yeah. and it looked like the warthog was real tiny or something. And they were going in this, this area uh, in the grass. And I, I was like, this, that looks so cool. And obviously prior to, you know, before forge officially came out for everybody and you were seeing the toy story level and so many of the, these other Jenga. ones and people just, ha- yeah, people. Uh, I, and I think blind Valkyrie put in the iron giant head the other day that she was working yeah. on. So, I mean, the, the creativity is endless in there. And I mean, you can just, you can do, you know, anything. Uh, so I love that. I love the possibilities. Um, but I, you know, I never even considered prior to recording this, uh, like we, you suggested Corey about having a like forge specific playlist. Cause they'd never really done that before to my knowledge, but damn, that would get me hyped. That would get me so excited to go into a forge specific yeah, playlist. There's a lot of cool stuff. I would love that. Know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I would love to see them just officially add it for now, at least to, big team battle just to flesh it out it's it's a bummer it's it's big team battle is so much fun to play in this game uh it's just crazy anarchy every time and that's exactly what i want out of my btb 
but the map variety uh, a year in still three maps that's genuinely rough and i don't hate on them for that but it's just it's not good that's something that like really it needs attention like that's a big like um red flag i guess out of things they need to maybe fix sooner than later i, I would say that's the next step but uh Overall, I love it. I absolutely love it, and I'm happy to see this momentum more for the team. I mean, I'm glad it's you know people are having a good time with it, and I know they got some stuff to iron out. But you know, it's good for the team. They they need this, and and if they can continually get these um, seasons uh, battle passes and stuff out, uh, all the more power to them. And it's got to if if that's accurate, if they're on track for that. Boy, has that got to feel like a relief for them after a year of sludging. You talking uh, about? campaign co-op right now just made me consider something i had not thought of before this but when i was playing with buddy there's an achievement for killing five enemies with a gravity hammer while you're riding in a vehicle and you could never oh, do nice. that before you could never sit in the passenger seat of a warhog and kill covenant until co-op uh and it's really fucking fun turns out it's hilarious we were cackling it's so stupid how many other things are there out there like that? <laughs> Such as, you know, grappling onto your right. partners and like uh, kind of chaining your grapples through Daisy, your, chaining. Daisy chaining. Yeah. Like DNT Ombre did. Yeah. We shared I mean, that I mean, on Twitter. There's yeah. stuff like that. The Warthog jump, the original Warthog jump on the silent cartographer would not have been possible without co op. Being able to smack your buddy, respawn, get the grenades, smack your buddy, respawn, get the grenades, and yeah. then, you know, make a cake essentially for your Warthog to explode with. Yeah. What else is going to come with Infinite? Because right. Infinite's a different sandbox. People are going to discover stuff that's going to be fun, and it's going to be like laughable to pull off, you know? Absolutely. Give us a damn Ghostbusters like Forge map and get like <laughs> get everyone in there with Sentinel beams and one of that Razorback. That's oh awesome. my god! <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. To go to a couple things you guys said, like Corey, you said about like you know it's mostly come down to the campaign for you. I mean, I so I so often try to shift my brain to being more objective and and consider what everyone wants because we're doing a podcast and it's called we're on the internet and stuff Twitter like that. Stress. But like for me, <laughs> PTS. Right. Yeah. That's uh, pretty good. But I for like me, that. for me, like personally just being extremely subjective and biased, like for me, it's like, I just care about the campaign and this campaign Bang. was freaking amazing. Typical, to me. Like, typical there, Brian. There's, there's a sense, there's a sense in which like the games attend to me in mm. a, in a, in a, subjective like i just love this campaign like i've played it five times and we just hit actually the campaign has not been out a year i've played it five times that's without co-op uh so to me it's like three four three knocked out of the park in in that instance you know you can't really give that kind of take online without people just being like oh you're awful you're stupid you're still it's like you hate you know whatever but it's like no just as a campaign experience for me i love the story the characters the the art style the campaign just everything about it was so much fun so i love that um but then yeah, then there's also the the other the angle we're talking about of like, you know, we're just trying to address all the things and, and be as unbiased as we can about it. But like the game's really good and it's really fun and I really enjoy it. And, and a lot of these things that are the normal things people complain about don't bother me as much, but we address them to be fair. Um, and I think there's a there's a sentiment in which like, yeah, a lot of times we can roll our eyes and get mad about why 343 did this or did that. Mm-hmm. Um, even me obsessing about the the split screen, right? Like, there's there's a there's a sense in which these are people coming together in a group to make this thing happen. And while things shouldn't go a certain way, sometimes they sometimes do. They must because it's life. Like, it doesn't make it excusable. 
Yeah, it doesn't make it excusable. It doesn't mean that we can't praise another company for doing their game maybe better or smoother, but it's also just kind of the way it is, right? Like, I know none of us here are, like, hardcore game developer veterans, but let's say even if we were, hiring the three of us to the team is not going to make these problems go away. Like, you don't just hire a guy who doesn't suck to now make your game not suck. Like, it's a group effort, and there's a million moving parts, Mm -hmm. and this is what Halo Infinite is, what we have from these people with these constraints. And ultimately, it's a game that makes me far more happy than it does make me sad. And adding in the fact that this is with this winter update, it only makes me happier. The game's only better. I love this game, and I think the Winter Update's a collective win. That's kind of my final statement on, on this episode on the Winter Update. It's, it's a collective win. It's a good thing. I love Halo Infinite. Yeah, I love it. I don't know. No, I agree. I, what do you guys think? Yeah, I just don't want to see the community <laughs> at some point like turn and you know go from like being so happy with this to being like, give it a week. I'm bored. Yeah, I know. I know. But that's, I think, because eventually I feel like there's going to be a fork where that, that just eventually becomes more clear, like, Who's in the wrong there? Because I can, you can look at it, the developer side, either which way of the coin. You can look at the the community side, which way of the coin. But I often, sometimes, just it, the community to me can sometimes be like people that are, you know, they go to the specific grocery store their whole life, and it gets to a point where they're out of food, and rather than just go to another grocery store, they stand outside and just shake their fists at it. And I'm like, why would you waste your own time with that? Like. Yeah. They're aware enough of it. They're going to try to do their whatever they can. They don't want to lose your business, so they're going to try and make those changes. But you have to give them time. So uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't mean to give that's, them That's a misnomer for yeah. sure. <laughs> and, you know, like Brian was just saying, talking about you don't just hire a guy who doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. A veteran 343 developer told me at the Outpost Discovery, you know, 99% of the feedback we receive from people who are either angry, constructive, what have you, the feedback they receive is 99% stuff that they were aware of before the product yep. hit other people's eyes. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, sacrifices have to be made in game development. I know that no one on this show is going to be surprised to hear that. Maybe some of the listeners may not realize just how big those sacrifices can be, um, especially when business decisions get involved with the creative side of things and decisions that have already been made have to be changed for dollars and not yeah. for creative vision and whatnot. And that's out of the developer's control. Yeah, Absolutely. I've actually, you know, once again, like not sharing any like legit details, but I've talked to a 343 developer who was like, this thing that everyone's complaining about, I brought it up in a meeting two years ago. And yeah. then I brought it up again in a free, another meeting and another meeting. And it's like, people are not going to be happy about this. And then they it just, it just, because sometimes the people implementing things aren't the ones who get to make the final say. Right. And sometimes the reason that, the reason that the people who do give the go ahead don't say go ahead it's not necessarily malicious. It's just just so many moving parts, and then I think people get a game wrong comes pers- out, and everyone's like, "Oh, this thing sucks." And then a lot of people behind the scenes are like, "Yeah, we know it sucks. We've known it sucked for over a year. We did everything we could. We can't. You know, it's just right. it's not as black and white as just like, oh, you weren't aware that uh, people aren't gonna like. They don't get XP for performing well. Like that's not a shock. It's not like no one in the studio knew that. Yeah, you know." Um, right. Well, I think everyone just people. A lot of people out there just honestly think that 
343 and other studios are like some big collective unit that just all get along every moment of every day. And when we complain about stuff, they're too busy, you know, sticking each other's thumbs up their asses to notice and care. It's like that's not the case at all. There's people at 343 who go to work Mm -hmm. and just don't get along with one another. You know, like there's all kinds of cooks in that kitchen, you know. Also, a lot of people think that there is a maybe a singular mind behind these decisions, such as a Bonnie Ross type. Who, oh, it's her fault. Fire her. When actually, this is a this is all decision by committee, and it's all decisions that are being made while it's in a industrial press, and they're pressed for yeah. time and resources, right? Cool. Corey, as you're saying that, I'm picturing the Borg Queen from First Contact. <laughs> as I said it, I pictured the Terminator at the end. Oh, of the I could see. That. I could see. That. Nice. You know, I, I think it's funny too. Going back to something else you guys said before, I want to do. I do want to do patron shots for Geiger because it's been a couple episodes. Um, but these people that, uh, are always complaining, mm-hmm. but like Josh was saying about throwing your fist outside of the grocery store or whatever, there's people that are always complaining, but they're always playing Halo Infinite, right? Like as new games are coming out. <laughs> no, they're on Halo Infinite still. Uh, and they're complaining, 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 but they don't get off the game. I think there's like, there's a very like real difference between people who are so frustrated, who just walk away and people who constantly complain, but they they can't leave it. Like, I'm pretty sure... For me, it was over a year. For it might have been several years for Corey. When Halo Five came out, it was basically like, you know, the week the week after that game came out, I just walked away from Halo for at least mm-hmm. a year or two. I didn't really go online and shout. I was there. Yeah, I didn't go online and shout. I didn't make sure everyone knew it. I was just kind of like, this sucks and I don't like it, so I am gone, and that's it. Yeah. You can see it by my player number not being there on your spreadsheet, your statistic. That's it. Right. Then you got other people who talk about how Halo Infinite is the worst thing ever and it murdered their child. And they play it every day. And it's just like, you know, That's there's a disconnect. psychological there. stuff. That's not a yeah. game yeah. thing. That's a personality thing. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. It's just, it's a, um, there's just, a, there's just a, a big difference there. I, I think people don't realize uh, what they're communicating when it's like, you know, or I see people who are like, you know, Halo Infinite is the worst, one of the worst games I've ever played. And trust me, I know. I put 894 hours in it. <laughs> Damn. That's, dude, like, that does not make your opinion credible. Yeah, no. it really, really doesn't. I've played more hours than other people, so therefore my opinion is valid. While I spout some bullshit, nah. Yeah, like some <laughs> of my favorite games of all like, time. Oh, you know, he's got a point. Yeah, like some of my favorite <laughs> games of all time, I haven't logged a hundred hours into, and you're telling me this is one of the worst games you've ever played. Right. And you've yeah. logged hundreds. No, I, man, I, I remember yeah. finishing Halo Five, and I think I, I, I replayed it on Legendary. And then I made a post either on like Facebook or Twitter or maybe the the Halo forums, like the 343 site, mm-hmm. the Waypoint forums, said, wow, they killed Halo. And I didn't play that game again. You just dipped. Yeah. Until Infinite was announced and that trailer got me hyped. And I was like, well, I'm going to play the whole series, which Back unfortunately in includes five. Includes five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is Go you're a big fan of five. <laughs> It's funny see because that on being our... in there, the the overall quality is bolstered. That might lose a tenth of a point <laughs> if they add it. <laughs> it's it's funny because um, see, I'm, I'm such an obsessive person. That's rough, but so I, I, I didn't like that campaign. No, that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, that's good though. You know our our yeah. our friend our friend podcast High Potion. <laughs> they they have uh, you know Hawes Hawes from that podcast. He's come to the conclusion like. Brian's this big Halo Five fan, and I get it because I've I've talked about it a lot it and I praise it a lot because mm-hmm. I've tried to I've tried to focus on the positives of it. And the crazy thing is, which will probably make Corey's eyeballs fall out, is like I've played through Halo Five thirteen times, the campaign, and I actually 
hate the story. I hate it. And the, the you know people <laughs> the people, people think like story. You know, yes, the story is just a uh, people really. think. How could you hate it? You know, when you hate the story when you've played it thirteen times, it's like well, you know, all the Halos preceding Halo Five, we're talking fifty plus times each, and then yeah. Halo Infinite, which hasn't been out a year yet, I'm already up to five. Like of those thirteen playthroughs of Halo Five, like. 12 of them came after the first two years the game was out. And that was mostly just because I got into my, like, obsessive rhythms of, like, replaying through the games. And I'm like, oh, well, Halo 5 comes next. Halo 5 comes next. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, don't, I actually don't know where I was going with that. But I, I, I guess I'm just, like, I'm just not that... I guess it's to say that despite me really being disappointed in that game and, and not liking it, uh, I have invested a lot of time in it. And I, I always try to look for the positives in that stuff and, and um, you know... I guess it's to say, like, Halo 5 is something that I found I found the good in certain parts, but it doesn't change what it was still and still how I felt about it. And, like, Halo Infinite is just, just is such a such a return to form and such a, a thing I love um, that I'm just glad to be in the place we're in. I mean, do you guys have any final sentiments about this winter update before we go into I'll the business? I'll just say real quick, it's funny hearing you guys talk about Halo 5 because I feel like even though I've come around to Halo 4... When I initially played it, my opinion was that it was like a Halo game made by a serial company. Like it just had a <laughs> lot of like uninspired generic aesthetics, Yikes. and I was like, "What the fuck is up with the Homer?" Doesn't orange? have that many fingers. His eyes don't go that way. <laughs> like, fucked yeah. up this toy, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just so like you like Halo Five more than Four, don't you, John? I do, but at the same time, like I, you guys could sit here and list all your criticisms and i would say yes not yes but i would say yes absolutely i understand yeah, the thing is about you know, criticisms everybody's criticism is valid yeah. you know part. and it's so it's yeah. it's so funny because josh and i get like as sacred icon get called out as like the shills and stuff but we actually when you think about it we have the stereotypical opinion that everyone else does four and five was the weakest part of the series for us right? like particular. that was the bottom not yeah, me brian 100 like, chill chill night and day baby eat 343's ass love every game nothing wrong <laughs> been, nothing has ever gone been bad because for us it is like i mean we, we are that very like stereotypical people who are like, oh, I love the Bungie games, and Halo Infinite's great. And 4 and 5, you know, they had good parts, too. Like, mm-hmm. we're also those people, which which we get, those are the people that get lambasted as, like, the Bungie purists, and obviously we're not that, but it's just, you know, we're pretty honest Speak about it. Like, yourself, oh, these things, these things are good, but uh, <laughs> honestly, like, uh, things got pretty disappointing after the Bungie titles. Halo Infinite brings it back. We're glad to be where we are. Um, I don't know. Halo Infinite's awesome. Yeah, final thoughts for me. I, I'm having a great time with it. Well, even though I haven't played too much because Raggy Rock has been calling and I'm, I'm yeah. experiencing the end of days, you know, so it's hard to want to play Infinite right now. And that's the funny thing, too, is it comes out on a Tuesday and I work third shift, so I can't stay up too long. So I download the update, I get in a couple matches, and I'm like, well, I'll play you when I can because Raggy Rock comes out tomorrow. So when you you are going to be blanked out of existence in my mind because all I can think about is, is Kratos and Atreus' adventure. So. Um, uh, but I love it. You know, I love seeing the feedback. I know there have been some issues. Like I said, I know they got some stuff to iron out, but uh, it's great to see it come out. It's great to see the momentum. I love seeing the community have a good time, um, seeing what people are coming up with. I mean, now that gets to be a permanent thing. That's something I've always enjoyed, like as a fly on the wall within the Halo community for so long, these last like 10 years or so is just seeing what people will tweet out 
their videos like you said Corey. people are putting out videos of what they've done in fours and stuff and even if i don't necessarily play this one or that one it's real nice to see what people put out and it keeps you know in, in between those drive periods i mean 343 can rely on these people to put out content essentially so it's it's real fun and i think having four player co-op even though i haven't played it about time and i i think it's so exciting i can't wait to play that uh, yep. In this, in, in on Zeta Halo, I think that's freaking exciting, and um, I'm glad they got it working. I'm glad they got it out. I hope they come back to split screens, at, you know, down the line. But I, I think it's kind of like you said, Corey. Um, although I won't you pretend keep to know. Up split screen, Josh. Yay! <laughs> All on me. All on me. It's Hargus can't let it go. But no, I think it's like Get you said earlier, it, Corey. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it's just a matter of like. They probably said, you know, maybe, maybe there's a chance they'll revisit it down the line. But they probably thought right now, like, we have to just cut our losses and announce that we're not going to do it at all to save ourselves yeah. potentially later on, rather than saying maybe or just delaying it indefinitely or something like that. And also at the same time, I'm sure, I mean, I, I, again, I won't pretend to know, but I'm sure they were in a position where they were like, look, if we want to get to a consistent uh, uh, release schedule of content for these people, um, we're going to have to let this go, at least for now, because... Split screen might have led to another year of this exactly, type of season releases, exactly. like and six months, nine so months. So I, I think that was probably the biggest hurdle they probably had to complete. So they thought, if we can get this out of the way, then the rest is smooth sailing. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. But at the same time, bottom line, uh, this, for me personally, it feels like Halo Infinite has officially released. Like, finally. You know, full packaged, as we would come to expect it. And I'm happy... For three four three, real happy for them. I'm happy people are enjoying it. Would you have waited a year? You think that would have been worth it to wait a year to get the game we have today? You know, Tuesday. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, excluding just like them, like real, like launching the game and having like three battle passes or whatever, something like that. Like having the four player sure, co op yeah, yeah. and the forge and stuff. Um, now nah, I would have been fine waiting a year, just because to me it's all about the first impression. It's how you make the splash sometimes that, you know, uh, leaves that impression upon people. I mean, it's like you know the first time you experience, um, I don't know, like for Kotor, you find out that you're Darth Revan midway in the game, and it's like that be- that doesn't just become a big moment in time. That becomes an experience that stays with you. It's like the end of Red Dead Redemption, you know. That, that spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, but, that's an experience you just robbed from some people, man. Two thousand three. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I think. But no, I know, I know, I know, I know. But um, but I mean, like, it's it's any of those things when those those moments happen, um, or you know, like, uh, like I don't know, like Ragnarok coming out. Let's say Brian, you know, uh, you booted up and there's some issue with it it's not working or it's saying like it needs to validate your purchase and you're like what i, I bought you or, or like Corey, you went out and got wings what if those wings were just completely terrible rotten and stuff and like even though it might have nothing to do with the game it changes your experience how you remember that first time playing it yeah. and when it comes to something like halo infinite uh you know i much rather would have waited till it could have had as much as possible because I, the thing I love about Halo is just when they have released in the past, it felt like a sensory overload. Campaign, multiplayer, you know, they got to a point where they were having 
Forge and theater, and then also a firefight. It's just like Spartan Ops. So many options were there. It's like, oh my god, do you want to go do this? Do you want to go do that? Let's do a little bit here, do a little bit there. And then Brian's like, I'm just Mm -hmm. gonna play the co-op, beginning to end, and not piss or shit. You know, but (laughs) but at the same time, keep a bucket now. But yeah, but at the same time, um, I you know we live in a different world today, and we're we're, we were in the pandemic and stuff like that. So bottom line, so you can uh, so I can pass it along. Uh, I I would have liked to have waited. I would have preferred that, but at the same time, it's all good. It's all good. Well, I think something we're we're all alluding to that we we're kind of forgetting is that the the uh, the the culture a year or two before Infinite launched was. This is Halo's big return, right? Like that's what mm-hmm. we all felt. It, it felt as if three four three was saying that and promoting that, but there was also this the fan base felt that, right? We definitely felt it as starting making a podcast and seeing people influx into our community, people coming back and saying like it feels like Halo's back coming back. It feels like the old days. It feels like this Shinobi's is really back. Halo's big return. Yeah. And um, so I think that's I think the expectations. Um, as much as we talked about like not letting the expectations get a hold of you, I think they still kind of did for all of us in a sense because it just felt like this was Halo's big return after some stumbling with four and a lot of stumbling with five and then a huge gap stumbling of time. Down the stairs. It, it felt like Halo Infinite was the big comeback. And it yeah. was kind of like, to, to make an easy comparison, it was kind of like God of War, right? Because like a lot of people who love God of War, you know, God of War 3 was this big moment, like Halo 3 kind of was, and not, not the same. And then there was uh, God of War Ascension, and everyone was kind of like, yeah, "I, eh, I think I'm done with God of War. I don't, I don't really care." Mm-hmm. And then uh, this God of, they announced another God of War. We talked about this in the last podcast. It was like, "Okay, whatever." God of War 2018 comes back, and it's this. Not only is it return to form, it's like, is this possibly the best God of War's ever been? And I think people wanted that moment for Halo Infinite. And what sucks about Halo Infinite releasing in the state it did is, it really is a great game, and in a lot of senses, it is a return to form. But the way they chose to release it, not complete. Robbed us of that return. Even moment. staggering it robbed the us multiplayer. Of the, 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 yeah, the staggering the multiplayer and, and delaying features. I can it remember Corey and I having a specific big... conversation privately when they were announcing the multiplayer, like releasing that day, and we were like, "No, don't do this. No, this no, ain't, do this. <laughs> this ain't it." Yeah, it <laughs> just it just sucks. I had so many. Yeah, I had so many passive Halo fan friends who were just like, "Brian, is Halo Infinite good? Is it is it back? Is Halo back? Is it awesome?" And I just kind of have to be like, uh, yes, with stipulations, you know, or like, if you really liked this feature, no, you know, if you were here for co-op, no, you know, like, it sucked to have, we could have had that God of War 2018 moment for Halo Infinite, because in my mind, someone would agree, Halo Infinite does have that, like, God of War 2018 return, it has that, the it's there, right, like, quality the quality wise. is there, mm-hmm. but it just came out so staggered and discombobulated that we're never going to fully get that, but our best case scenario is we get the MCC moment again, where wow, look what this game become became. Right. It's, it's something far better than I ever imagined. Yeah. Imagine if God of War 2018 came out with a half baked multiplayer mode. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would have necessarily hurt many people's opinion of that game mm-hmm. because what's there is great, and it still would have been there. Right. Yeah. So for me, when people are like, "Do you recommend Infinite? Is Infinite good? Is Halo back?" I'm just thinking about the campaign. Yeah. What kind of experience are you going to get? Not just the story, but like the action along the way. Mm-hmm. And I say it's the best since the first. You know, Correct. I did want to ask you that. about that, Corey, because uh, you know the last time we talked personally was you know prior to it coming out. So it sounds like you really loved Infinite. How awesome was that for you personally coming? Because I, I do remember you saying way back that like you were so excited to play Halo Two, and then it kind of you know not it not yeah. being a lot I, like a lot, of, a lot of things that were different 
from my perspective and what I wanted, mm-hmm. it was a big disappointment. Mm-hmm. And I still love that game, but it was a game that I, the first night with it was rough and it was a huge disappointment. And I kind of like grew to love it. Okay. This was very different. This was like, I have my expectations, but I'm very cautiously optimistic. Okay. And it exceeded every one of those expectations. See, that was the, that was exactly for me, uh, Corey, but with Halo 3. And I know that's heresy to people, right? right? Like, Halo 3 well, came see, out. It was the one you were hyped for because Halo 2 was your first game. Yep. I, Halo 1 was my yep. first game. Halo 2 is the one yeah, I was good point. For, overhyped I remember for. finishing Halo 3's campaign, which is insane to say this now because, like you said, my, my love has grown so much for it. But when I finished Halo 3's campaign, I was kind of like, that's it? Like... I thought there'd be more and more politics yeah. and deep like covenant and like mystery and it's over and I was just like really like kind of upset when I finished it and then as the years went on it my love grew for it Halo Three deserves all the praise in the world but uh, but then yeah with Halo Infinite it was like okay I've been hurt many times <laughs> I have extreme I'm heartless extreme yeah. caution with Halo Infinite and Halo Infinite came out mm-hmm. and as me being a campaign guy like Corey I was like. This shit real good. This shit real good. <laughs> I was consistently yeah, impressed. It was a really good game. Especially I remember coming out of um Oh, I guess it's Nexus when you walk out and they give you the mission objectives for here's these towers that you yeah. have to go to. And I looked at the like what I knew was um the missions from the achievement list and where I was at and how much was still to go. And I'm looking at this mission is all these places and I'm just like this game fucking I love it. This game yes. I loved it. Hell yeah. time, you know what's funny? What's funny? This is so ridiculous, but I was like, this is so stupid. But I'm like, so I have a daughter now. So I was like, this was literally a couple days ago. I'm like, I'm going to boot up the beginning of Halo Infinite and, and watch the scene, the sad scene with the pilot and the hologram of his daughter. I'm going to see if I cry. I'm going to see if I cry. <laughs> so I booted up and I watched it and I was like, damn, that was still emotional. But no, nah, I'm not going to cry. Because <laughs> you know, like, I'm a dad now. It's still, it's still. Short. It's a yeah. short. It's a short clip, but I was just like, I, I like, you know, it's man, it's just that game to me. It's it's funny, you know, it's all opinion, but like Halo Infinite from beginning to end. That oh, campaign, dude, I it, still love the moment he tells the weapon, it. like the missions change, always do, or something like that. Oh, and I'm like, so oh, and the that Josh is corny, but you put the chip in your head and it lets oh, you push the button. To but I still love it. it. I, I love corny, so that's, that's right up my alley. But and I also love that moment he gives that reassuring pep talk to the pilot. Like I just like like three fourths of the way into oh, the yeah. game, I was like, oh, so good, so good. So it makes yes. That's what I beat that part just last night. The last thing I did. It's damn good, good, man. Damn good. Okay, guys, we got to. I just realized they took the X button out in co op. You don't press X to insert the weapon. Do you Hmm. still see it happen? There's a few. I can't remember. I think you did. That's interesting. They just took out the little prompt. Okay. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Going to the business, we you can tell like the more we talk about this game, even though we're all all of us are in a God of War Ragnarok mood, but the more we talk about Halo Infinite, it's like the passion stirring up and we're like, Oh, we can keep talking about this game. We like this game. Also but nice to just have Corey back. I've, I missed having you, man. I missed talking. Oh yeah. To you. We love having Corey. <laughs> great. Yeah. We were Hell like, yeah. we're going to get Corey on here uh, as soon as we can. Um, guys, if you want to uh, give monetarily, you can go to patreoncom slash sacred icon. Be mentioned on the podcast for as little as a dollar, other stuff there. We love that support. If you want to go there, if not, just listening is awesome. Uh, come join us in the discord. Uh, come follow us at sacred icon pod on Twitter. Um, it's getting crazy on the Twitterverse, guys. Who knows? You know, certain, you might find someone else named Sacred Icon who's verified, and it's not us. But make sure you find at Sacred Icon Pod. Who knows what's going on there? Um, follow Josh at uh, Jedi Knight Joshy. Follow me at Brian Spain. Corey, I can't. You are on Twitter again, correct? No. Nah. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm never sure. I'll be, I'll be verified. 
I'll be verified soon one day, I'm sure. But yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I love but it. yeah, guys, if you want to send in a, yes, a, a, a voice clip or an email, let us know how you feel about the winter update. Heck, you can even let us know how you feel about God of War Ragnarok. It doesn't have just just send us whatever you want. It doesn't have to be about Halo. Send that to Sacred Icon Podcast at gmail.com. Send anything right, except uh, giving Brian more reasons to talk about how much he hates that four-player co-op split screen was canceled. We don't need that. Oh, actually, I would be fine with two-player split screen co-op, Josh. That's all I'm... <laughs> Excuse really me, Brian. Yeah, yeah. That's all I'm asking. Right. Four, three, four, three. Just hey, one extra player. couldn't even get that out. Oh, my gosh. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, let me go into the patrons here. I'm going to go through them real quick. Sure, man. Uh, Man, we've been bad about shouting people out so lately, so I haven't got to shout them out yet. Brian. Crazy. Uh, Installation00 has become a patron. Oh, hell yeah. Which is so cool. Hell yeah. uh, Awesome guy. Great YouTube content. I got to say real quick, I'm so sorry, man, not to kill your momentum. Brian switches over, guys. We can all see one another. Brian switches over, and his his face takes on this ethereal, white, heavenly glow. He just looks very (laughs) angelic right now on this sacred Saturday. (laughs) Yeah, I can't see you guys, but... Um, so thank you uh, so much, Installation00, for yeah, that. Thank we you, appreciate thank you. you. Glad to have you here. Uh, I'm going to go through these real quick. We got Boba's feet, stinky but still very attractive. Diente Ombre, <laughs> okay, Jesse Insanity. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't don't get him near Sandy. Uh, He's a Boba's feet. Uh, Wesley Eaton, Lissa McCreary, Sparky's Hocus Locus, Dark Chaos 580, Blind Valkyrie, William Green, Kevin Benson, I Irving TV. I'm like a bird, Jason Bird, and I'm... <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, we got AJ's dank, smelly, but also delectable. Great guy. We have Fallout 152. It's the sequel to Fallout 76. Actually launched complete. Who knew? It only took 10 years. Uh, we got Ian Rucker, DeRuck, the fuck? Shin Revel. We have Ascending from the Ashes, Bored Anew, Irish Phoenix. We have Lame Shark. He's actually quite dope. The Dav, Jared Hartley, Small Print TV, Aaron. Colton Pittman, Butter My Waffles, Nerva, ACDC, Anthony, DC Outlaw. I don't know. I just don't know many things there at once. All around there. Uh, Caleb, Caleb Webster, uh, Chris Greco, me Gecko. Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. Hmm. Uh, we got our boy Tony, Mustard Chief, King Grunt, Aries 0430, Blocking Out the Sun, Causing Ragnarok himself. His mustache <laughs> Damn, is Aries. so ridiculous. There it is. <laughs> uh, Montana Menace, our boy Green Plumber. Joshy Big Boy, Ryan Barca, loves that NASCAR Thunder 2003. Still on it. He said, I'm not getting Radden Rock. I'm getting a brand new sealed copy of NASCAR Thunder 2003. Worth it. We have Dustin Mondre, uh, Anthony Nicolosi, our boy Corey Hanks. He's with us here right now. Love oh, the shit. Dude. <laughs> Great friend. Uh, awesome supporter as well. We have our buddy Prey, who's a mod. Love Prey. Uh, Brentonimo, MH Cosplay, drop it into the ceiling with that ODST chili drop pod. Ian Big Dog Mills. Spicy Meme Lord, Photon, Kay and Nick, who says, you know what, this podcast is quality. Uh, keep it up, guys. Thank you. Uh, Trevor Polkey, who has literally every the most woman. ASMR you get. Every woman. Every, <laughs> every woman, woman from every universe just wrapped around his arm. And we just all just want, we just hope that he bestows upon us the chance to have a woman for ourselves. Because he's, he's just. Big ass arms. He's, <laughs> Stretch arms strong. Stretch arms strong. He's, uh, he's built. He's built. That adds to his suaveness. Uh, we have the Shipleys. Thank you so much, guys. We love you. We have the OG Halo podcaster, Dust Storm. And finally, we have the man who saw Justice League and said, you know, let's get someone new in here to have a new 10-year plan. Said, I'm getting more. Right, for once. So it's Matthew Salvatore. Uh, thank you guys so thank much you for guys. your support on Patreon. Um, it's been amazing. doesn't matter. Halo Infinite's come and gone, and people still support us on Patreon just as much, if not more. It's surreal. We love you guys. It's surreal. Thank uh, you, guys. Thank you for listening. 
Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed the winter update. Uh, thank you, Corey, for being here again. Hopefully, yeah, thanks for having me. This was a blast, man. Sooner than later. Blast uh, as maybe, always. Maybe even if things get away from us, we'll just make sure we have Corey on for the, the season three. Uh, update just kind of like absolutely it's like it's the monthly update with Corey hanks you know? like <laughs> seasonal update yeah. yeah hell yeah we need to get we need to get caleb webster to do like a, a like a, a dateline news like intro <laughs> with like, tonight on that latest halo update with Corey hanks you know something like that yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that'd be good that'd be good but uh guys thank you so much for listening to the sacred icon podcast and as always keep it sacred <laughs>